criminology, you know what I mean? Like, we'd go out and just commit crimes. It, it was a lifestyle, Matt, you know? Like, it was such a lifestyle. we get up to commit crimes, you know? Stealing cars and, you know, I ended up, like, getting into drugs and selling drugs. I was a heavy drinker. I'd go out and me and my friends. It was just partying. It was just, like, full on. It was like Hollywood, you know? It really was. It was it was full on, Um you know, my friends and my cousins, um, you know, they went on to like rob banks and stuff. Uh, um, the the media, you know, um, liking them to uh, the movie um, um, Point Break. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, um, my cousin and his crew, uh, they robbed uh, four banks and they got caught on their fifth one. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, my cousin's doing a second stretch of 10 years. Oh, gee. He did a two and a half here in uh, in Australia in uh, Sydney. He he robbed a, a servos, and he was on drugs. So he, he robbed the servos and sat outside, while off his face. Oh, Police come really? and picked him up. Oh, gee. And um, yeah. So you uh, were a crazy young fellow with dreadlocks, and yep, you were in all yep. sorts of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, what did you do for a career? What did you do for study early on in life? Oh, I I always I've I've always drawn. See. Um, we grew up really poor, you know. There was, you know, and um, I developed uh, artistic abilities because, you know, that's, in fact, you know, it, it, it actually went a, went a long way with me. As in, um, you know, I got into um, art school and um, also did um, an animation as well through a, through an animation school. That was my my backup, and um, also hospitality. I was uh, in the hospitality industry, bartending and. Waitering and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, just getting through life that way. And you've always had a passion for uh, film and uh, making documentaries. Yeah. You've got a bit of a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an American website called imsecond.com, yeah. Yeah. which features incredible testimonies of people coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. You'd like to do a bit, bit of an Australasian version of that, I'd, eh? Yeah, I'd love to do an Australasian version. Um, like, um, actually, this is a, a, a play. Um, Public service announcement. Um, <laughs> if there are any like young Christian filmmakers and artists out there, I'd like to invite you to get in touch with um, uh, Matt here or, or Vision or come to New Hope and actually start a um, a creative collective and where we utilize our, our skills in um, design, graphic design, filmmaking, and fine arts, um, whatever it takes to, to share the gospel of uh, Jesus Christ by any means. You know, So we, we use our creative means. We use our multimedia I've got some plans for an art exhibition. I got uh, a warning from the Lord, you know, and, and that was not to be the servant with that one talent and bury that talent. So I'm like, okay, I've got permission from the Lord to go all out. I'm going all out. So I'd love to do um, a film testimonies of people who've, um, you know, lived a lifestyle that was in darkness, that was in the world, and, you know, and the before and after you know, from when they encountered Jesus and what he set them, you know, set them free from and that kind of thing. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. you were hitting rock bottom. You were yeah. homeless. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was homeless for about uh, for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got brothers. You know, you know, some fellows out there they've been home, homeless for like four years. You know, so seven days of discomfort. You know, you know, I really thank the Lord how He reached out to me in that time. So what happened? I was working at a restaurant, and this, you know, sometimes you don't get along with people, and that's a given, you know. But this one one day, this really bizarre thing happened. Um, the staff, the front of house staff, was just anti. Everyone was just against me, and I'm like, this is weird. 
and you know the, the, and you got your kitchen crew and I'm like and the whole kitchen kitchen crew was just anti as well I'm like man what's going on but deep down I knew oh this is strange I believe because the Lord's been calling me for years and I was like uh, I believe the Lord's hand is in this you know so uh, the manager calls me over and um, he goes look mate um, you know it's just not working out eh? and I'm just like I was upset I'm like yeah man whatever took off my tie and just stormed out and that day I get home I'm living with my flatmates who uh, two friends of mine who I've known for over 10 years and we got into this argument over over whatever and I said get out so I packed my gear and you know I've, I've spent my money you know from drinking and going out and all that stuff so I had to wait for a week to um, to to get paid and I didn't want to go see relatives because I was too proud so I got on my gear all packed up and stuff and I'm roaming the streets and uh, end up uh, under some uh, stairs. So I bought myself a goon bag, which is the exquisite wines that uh, people <laughs> drink, and I've um, got a packet of cigarettes. And um, But I've always got the Word with me. I've always got the Bible with me. You know, like if I'm in trouble, I always go to the Lord's Word. So um, so there I am underneath the, in the middle of winter two years ago. It's raining and it's windy and it's cold and I'm trying to drown my miseries. And then... Um, there I am. I pour myself a, a cup and light a cigarette. And um, you know, the Lord spoke to me. He said in the most beautiful, the most secure, warm voice, He said that, um, He said, Pascal, if you continue living the way you do, you're going to die. And um, that scared me. I was, I was trembling. I was like, Did that just happen? Did that just happen? And I was just like, I'm like, That happened. You know, I'm like, That happened. I'm like, Okay, all right. So. I pull out the Bible, pull out the Word. I'm just reading the Word, and um, I just start glorifying Him, start thanking Him. And, um, you know, I just, just uh, I guess I was a bit shell-shocked, and I was like, okay, uh, uh, Lord, I'll just uh, finish this, um, this this wine and these cigarettes, and that'll be it. And he said, now, you know, as if, um, as if your father's telling off your son, you know, your father telling off his son. And I was just like, man, that shook me, and I just got rid of the, the, the cigarettes, the alcohol, and I've never had a desire for that stuff since, you know. So um, it was immediate, um, you know. And you know, during that, I was praising Him, I was glorifying Him, like "Thank you, Lord, thank you," because even though I was physically uncomfortable um, inside, I knew I was in a good place spiritually. I knew I was in a good place, you know. The Father disciplines those He loves. And um, I was just glorifying him. I was I was physically uncovered. It was cold, it was wet, but I was just glorifying him. And I said to myself, and I was saying to the Lord, okay, Lord, you've been calling me all these years. I've tried to do it my way. Okay, I'm all in. This is what I said to him. I'm all in. I don't have a say in the matter. Let's go. Let's do this. And he's been so awesome. You know, it's just, oh, my goodness, I didn't even know where to begin. And the people that, that I've met, you know, he's just so amazing. You know, like anyone out there, he, you know, he's not going to violate your free will. You know, if, you've, if you're fed up, you know, trying to do things your way, and that's the thing, you know, some people are just so attached to their flesh and, and his worldly achievements. It's going nowhere. Seriously, it's going nowhere. Everyone needs Jesus. And we as believers of Christ need to go out there and share the gospel with the lost. And I'm all in. So whatever God's got installed, I'm there. You know, you know, like um, you know, I'm dead, buried, and raised. You know, the, the the word says that we've been crucified with Christ. 
You know, we've been buried with Christ, you know, and we've been raised with Christ. So, you know, when we get baptized, we, we, we bury our old nature when we go under the water, you know, and that also signifies that we have been buried with him in the tomb. And when we come up out of the water, we come up into our new nature. But it also signifies that we participate with him in the resurrection. So it's no longer I who live, but he who lives in me, you know. And, and I want people to know that, you know, when you, you know, it's taken a while and one of the ugliest words in the Bible is, you know, those of you that are backslidden. What Jesus done on that cross, it, it's a big deal. It really is. You know, God coming down in the flesh, his son, pure and holy, crucified for the sins of the world. You know, all your sins, everything that you've done. You know, the wrath of God was poured out onto Christ. Everything, everything on Christ for you. You know, it's a big deal. See, see, with all of us, we, we deserve what, 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 what happened to Jesus. We deserve that because we're born in sin. Those these thoughts of ours, the, the way we, we, we do what we do in the flesh, it's ugly. It's evil and it's wicked, and we all know it. But Jesus, holy, pure, he didn't deserve this. But God loved us that much that, that he had to do something about this. So the only just sacrifice was his son to be crucified on that cross for us to be, for us to be redeemed back to him. This is how much God loves us. And so it's Jesus and his teachings and, and what he says in the word, in the gospel, everyone needs to know this. It makes sense. It makes sense for God to, to, to come as a holy man, as Jesus Christ, to be raised in righteousness and holiness for him to take away the sins of the world. It makes sense. Otherwise, there's going to be mass annihilation. Every single person having to take upon that sin and being annihilated, taking that sin, which is wages of sin is death. And that's the second death. And the Bible says that, that you know, it's appointed for man to die but once and then judgment. There's a few judgments going on. You know, there's going to be the judgment seat of Christ of those people that, that have rejected Jesus. And then there's the judgment seat of Christ for, the, for those of us who've received Jesus. And we go on to eternal life because of him, because of what Jesus has done. It's what he's done. You know, the Bible says our righteousness are as filthy rags. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So anyone out there who's prancing around like I'm holier than thou, you're right. It's what Jesus has done. Seriously, he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. I was just sharing with my brother Gift uh, the other day about um, the the final scroll and and that um, there was no one worthy on the on the earth to 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 open that final scroll to receive that final scroll. No one worthy in in, in heaven to to receive it. But wait, there is one worthy: the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, the Alpha and the Omega, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You know, it's him. It's all him. They, they they ripped up his back. He was marred beyond any man. They even stuck him with a spear. It's it's just beyond. You know, I was having thoughts the other day, like, seriously, God, don't do that. But he, his love, you know, it's just, I can't fathom it. You know, the word says that his ways are higher than our ways. Truly, like for him, to give his son for the wickedness, for all these wicked sinners. When people are walking around, when judgment day comes, either either Jesus Christ receives that sin that was for you, that, that punishment that was for you, or you're going to receive it yourself. You know, everyone can be 
brave and stuff in this in this world now in the physical and, and prance around and, and and think that they're tough and cool amongst their peers and and that these these, these Christians are, are deluded and all that whatever. You can come up with any academic intellectual argument, whatever. The fact is that that people they're in their flesh and they love their sin. Sin is sin. Everyone needs Jesus. It's all him. Mate, I just love your passion. I love your heart. We're talking to Pascal Solomon, a man who knows the love of Jesus, knows the forgiveness of Jesus. And I think of the verse, whoever is forgiven much, loves much. And I think that's applied to your life, mate. You're so passionate about the gospel. And I just want to put out a challenge. If there's anyone out there listening to this that wants to respond and give the heart to Jesus, uh, we'd love to send you a Bible. Uh, The Bible League uh, have uh, given us some easy-to-read versions of the Bible. We'd love to send them to you. Just send me an email, info at historymakersradio.com. We'd love to send you one. And, uh, Pascal, we've got to go, but, mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Thank you, Australia. God bless you. God bless. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, mate. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.